0: i'm jess
1: and i'm george and this is trans fantastic -fantastic, a podcast about gender identity orientation and probably some other stuff
0: like dating that's what you tell me well i do have to tell you because otherwise you wouldn't know yes (laughs)
1: And then that wouldn't be good for us.
0: No, I like being able to tell you all the things. In my last long-term relationship, I wasn't. it wasn't a good thing for me to be. It was sort of the, the you do your thing and I'll do my thing and never the twain shall meet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. I wanted to be able to talk about things. But mm-hmm. then I had more people to talk about things with. And it was all the people I was dating plus my husband, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which was weird. Mm-hmm. But now I have my husband and nobody to date yet. We're working on it.
1: You are. I am. Mm -hmm. I think it sounds like way too much trouble.
0: I think the trouble is fun. Different people like different things. I shake my head No. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. That's why you are monogamous. (laughs) Yes, it's easy for me. <laughs> for you it is. Yes. And when we were first dating, I made it very clear to you from the outset that I had had open relationships before and that I felt like polyamory or being in an open relationship, being open to additional relationships was part of my personal makeup. Mm-hmm. And you asked me about that. You said, do you want to date other people? And I said, well, right now, because at the time we were just getting together, just figuring things out. And we were sitting in the real really loud, stupid restaurant by the river. Okay. I remember this. Good thing somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> I blame sepsis. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make it clear to you that I didn't feel like being restricted in a relationship to that one relationship was going to work for me or was like how I am made. Mm -hmm. And you said, you know, well, what do you feel about that right now? And I said, well, right now, I'm looking to build something long term with you. Mm -hmm. And that takes effort and energy. It does. Finding other partners would also take effort and energy. And all of my spare effort and energy is on the fact that we had fucking toddlers. Yes, we did. I had neither time nor energy. I barely had enough time and energy to build something with you.
1: Yeah, one of the toddlers would get up by six at the latest, and the other one wouldn't go to bed at night.
0: It's true. Mm -hmm. It is true. So we had toddlers. We had toddlers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So that was our arrangement for a while, was that we were just trying to survive building a relationship and building a household Mm -hmm. with children. Mm Mm-hmm. And occasionally, I would sort of pop it into conversation to remind and to, you know, just clarify. And mostly, you know, it was sort of that conversational, if I mention something and see if it makes a problem, mm-hmm. see if there's a response. Right. You know, because... Yes, that, is your,
1: that is your MO.
0: That is, it is my MO mm-hmm. to, to sort of feel out a situation. Yes, test the waters. And so, I would test the waters with you. And I would say, you know, when we would have cause at some queer events, or things like that to identify our queernesses. I'm like the, the social group or the, the trans group or the, you know, mm-hmm. and you're listing your queernesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would always tag polyamory on there, or polyamorous on there. Mm-hmm. And you never batted an eye. No. And every time you would talk about someone as being attractive, I would say, awesome, go for it. Just send me pictures. Yes. Because I don't need to give permission.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the first time around, during my first long-term relationship, during my first marriage, the whole concept of permission and the concept of hierarchies were still very much in vogue, and where people were only starting to realize how toxic... Some of that stuff was. I see. In our marriage vows, we did actually give each other veto clause. Mm
1: -hmm. We did, yeah.
0: We each said, as long as you are you, I am yours. Mm -hmm. So, it's not a matter of, do I have permission? It's a matter of, are you still the same person that I married and I am still yours? And you can, you know, express your concerns. And if your concerns are reasonable, then yes, you're still the same person I (laughs) married. And it's the same thing with you. I would say, you know, I I don't need to give you permission. I just want evidence. You know, I need to see where you've been and who you've been with because I don't need to control. I just need to know things. You need to know things. This is true. I do. Mm-hmm. But you never took me up on it. because no, it's too much trouble. It's not your jam. It really is. And a couple times, a couple people, when we would be listing our queernesses, mm-hmm. um, and I remember one specifically was your friend in Chicago when we went to Chicago TARDIS. Okay. But there were a couple times before that as well when they would say, well, what does polyamorous mean? And it means that I have capacity to be attracted to or have emotional bonding with With a number of people, or as I explained it to our lawyer friend the other day, my capacity for affection and attraction is limitless. My schedule is not. Yep. And those times as well, they were like, well, what would that look like? And I sort of felt out what you would what seemed like you would be comfortable with based on how I knew you at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, what we had talked about up to that point. And basically what it was, was if I met someone who was worth investing time and energy in, then Mm -hmm. we would discuss at that time what that would look like and figure out our new rules or our new arrangements or new whatever needed to be figured out Right when it was worth figuring out.
1: Yeah. No use doing it ahead of time. You could be wrong. It could be wrong. Yeah. You could be wrong about any part of that. So.
0: And I never checked in with you after any of these, but you never seemed bothered. Nope,
1: not bothered.
0: But I was always curious, like, did it bother you that I was still like, had that in the back of my head as like, it's always an option?
1: No, I don't care. That's kind of- I don't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean- Obviously, it's best for our relationship that we communicate and we're on the same page. But besides that, there's nothing else I need to do. So it's all good for me.
0: It's totally, that's totally great. Because a lot of monogamous partners still have that amata normativity, that possessive thing where you're mine, and I'm going to be jealous if you're seeing someone else, or I'm going to be angry if you're seeing someone else, or I'm going to feel concerned that you'll leave me for someone else.
1: Well, even in parts of our society where people don't really stay monogamous, they still have that view of things, even if they're all cheating on each other. So it's just weird. Who knows?
0: There's a long standing thread in a couple of discords that I frequent and a Facebook page, non-monogamy Facebook group that I'm in. So this discussion regularly crops up in the Polyamory slash ethical non monogamy circles of well, what are the allosis hats calling cheating this time? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it's like, if you get especially into um, evangelical or Christian circles, it's like, well, emotional cheating is having a, a close emotional bond with somebody who you could be attracted to. And so, you shouldn't even like spend time with people of the opposite gender because, you know, mm-hmm. it's all opposite gender. If if a dude's wife wants to fuck other girls, well, that's hot, but he, she better not be having emotional closeness with another male.
1: Right. Well, then so he here, obviously knows, it. you know, as much, is the the guy he's worried about that men aren't to be trusted
0: so there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true but yeah it's a thing it is a thing yeah it is totally a thing it's unfortunate
1: from my perspective it's mostly testosterone and privilege but there you go do you need more than that
0: no i think you can get away with less than that you don't even need the testosterone all you need is the privilege Yeah, okay. Dudes start losing their testosterone around your age and they're like, I'm still getting it, I'm still getting it, I'm still getting it, because it's privilege. Right. But yeah, that's what it is. I'm curious, like I said, because we never discussed it. Mm -hmm. What you thought of any of this before our more recent discussions? What you thought or how you felt about any of my potential for other relationships?
1: Well... It's funny because what you just said made me think, like in the beginning when we were seeing each other, I felt like I couldn't do very many things without you trying to be right there, no matter what I was doing. And that was weird to me, considering this uh, style of yours, <laughs> you know. To- well,
0: and that's the thing, like it's, it's like we said before, I don't need to control things. I just need to know them. Mm-hmm. And that was a thing, like when we were first getting together, I had pretty recently ended something that had gotten kind of toxic because the person I was seeing was not being completely honest about things. And then I was reacting poorly to that. And I was, the toxicity became contagious. Well, see, and that's the
1: problem. Honesty
0: is a big problem. Honesty. And so that was like, I was often sort of checking up on you, not because I was jealous or controlling, but just checking that you were still being honest. And it was kind of wild to me that you were just so open and free with like, yes, you can. Well, as soon as I've proposed to you, then you can have my phone tracker. And- Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you you didn't care that, you know, once we got on the same phone plan, I could see who all you were calling and when and you didn't care. I never care even that. think about it. Well, and that's... Who the, cares? And that was one of the biggest things that made me realize that I really genuinely could trust you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was kind of on you all the time because I was like, is he really where he said he was going to be? Did he really do the thing that he said he did?
1: Yeah. See, I would have never thought of caring.
0: And I don't care what you do as long as you're honest about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only time I was ever jealous that I've experienced jealousy with you was the one time that you had had a hookup before we had gotten together. Mm -hmm. And then you said, you know, well, I don't really talk to her anymore. And then like a couple weeks later, you're like contributing to her college fund or something. And I'm like, why did you tell me you're not talking anymore? Just tell me that you're still friends. It's okay to be friends with your hookups. (laughs) And then we were at dinner oh, with, oh.
1: with... That was when um, when their computer broke. Mm, okay. I didn't actually contribute to it. I just made a comment. Okay.
0: Yeah. I thought the, I thought we were giving them the money or something or... No. I don't know. But like there was that and then there was... I a, just made a comment. Okay. Yeah. Like, like their
1: girlfriend and their computer quit them on the same day and I <laughs> thought that was unfair and... That they need money for, uh, That they need money? Oh, you did money? offer. That's what it was. I was just making a comment. Yeah. Right. And okay. They, they knew it wasn't real.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: It was trying to be lighthearted. That, about, that was me about being. It. it was trying to be lighthearted about a bad situation.
0: That's totally fair. And that was probably me in my autism, not realizing that the offer was facetious. Right. And thinking that you were genuinely offering to help out because right. that's what I do. I just offer, can I help with your, can I give you the. <laughs> right.
1: No, I don't, I don't, didn't even have any place to send money in if there was such a thing. Right.
0: And so it it had bothered me that you hadn't told me everything and you told me later why that was. See, I don't even
1: know where this starts and where this ends because I remember nothing, (laughs) first
0: of (laughs) all. I'm sorry. And
1: second of all, there was a fling I had in San Francisco Mm -hmm. after I got divorced and uh, needed to get laid. Yes, you did. Absolutely. And then there was Psycho Host Beast. Oh. That was in town. These are two separate things. So I can't. They are. I don't know what you're talking about since okay. I don't remember anything.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. You had had the fling and then you hooked up with Psycho Hose Beast. And then as you were trying to extricate yourself from Psycho Hose Beast, you met me. But I came in looking all femme and acting all femme. And so you it's weren't sure especially with your bad experiences with Psycho Hose Beast, how much you even wanted to let me into your experiences. So you told the story that would shut that down ASAP.
1: Okay. Well, probably, I mean, I had, that person had gone somewhere and I wasn't talking to them, but they were the type of person that as soon as you don't talk to her, she wants to talk to you. And that, that's how that was happening. She was a little bit
0: reactive, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry there are things you don't remember because to me it's just hilarious like how we communicated so badly at first when we were trying so freaking hard.
1: Well, we, we both come to this relationship as we point out to each other all the time with the baggage of past relationships from childhood through the prior relationships we had directly before. And they didn't go well, which is why we're not there anymore. Correct. (laughs) And I'm not autistic, so our approaches are different that way as well.
0: They are. You are not autistic, but you still don't words very well. No. But the thing that I love is that even though our communication was so fucked up and still can be sometimes so sideways yeah, that we still Think keep trying. Think of all trying. the times
1: we, we made Zero Child laugh their butt <laughs> off because we were trying to communicate with each other and they were there laughing because <laughs> we could not understand each other. Yes. And we, we thought we knew what we were talking about, but we couldn't seem to get the other person to know what we were talking about. And we might have even been talking about the same thing. We didn't seem to know. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: oh yes but see that's the thing we keep trying
1: yes we do we do keep trying
0: because i value you and you value me and we value yes the relationship that we've built Mm -hmm. and so it's worth it to keep trying Mm -hmm. and so
1: because it's not that you don't understand me as a person you just don't understand what the fuck i'm saying So, it's just, those are two different things. They are two very
0: different things. Because after over a decade, I feel like I understand you as a person pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you understand me as a person pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I hope you feel the same way. Yes, but
1: we don't always understand what the other one's saying.
0: The, the words coming I out take, of my mouth are different. Yes, because
1: I take the shortest route I can possibly imagine to something, which usually means I have not said enough to really explain it to your autistic brain. And you take the longest way possible.
0: Which means cannot, all the side tangents oh, get ro- looped in. and I
1: all these things. <laughs> and then I'm just like, no, nah, what's <laughs> happening here? And why are we still uh-huh. talking about this? What is your point? See, but if you just made your point, then I'd have questions.
0: Right. But that's okay. It would be, and honestly, now I'm curious how you would how you would approach that and what your questions would be because I'm not used to you having questions because I always put everything out there. You
1: just keep talking. There's no questions when you're done. It's like when you'd go and explain how to take out the trash to number one child
0: because there autistic like- child understood autistic communication. You get all the details in there. Here's There's what like you do. Two hundred instructions. Here's the the easiest way for me to get the the wrapper out or the bag out from around the edge of the lip of the can yes. but here are three other ways you can do it if your hands don't work like that or if your brain doesn't work like that and then you want to make sure you tie it before you
1: oh, yeah he wanted all the words because he couldn't understand without them
0: yes because he is i don't know if he's hyperlexic like me but he's definitely a word thinker
1: mm-hmm. yes
0: but anyway speaking of all those words and trying to figure out how to communicate mm-hmm for about the past, I don't know, year or three, it takes me a while to figure out what I want and what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Another reason I appreciate your willingness to continue trying to communicate, sometimes it takes me a while to figure out what I want. You say, do you want something? And I'll say, I'll let you know when I figure that out. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a while to figure out that I was actually starting to crave the act of dating again and wanting a new partner and craving that novelty and the the new relationship energy and another person to share myself with
1: Mm-hmm. I already noticed that you were you were going there. You knew you knew it before I did.
0: Yeah, sure did. I knew you were preparing to transition before you did. Yes, you did. So now we're even. Yeah, it was kind of wild because then I'm like, okay, I don't want this to go sideways when I try and have this conversation. So I need to talk to some other people first and process with them. So I'm not processing with my husband when I have the talk with him. That's
1: smart. You have to have other people.
0: I do. Yeah. And so I'm talking to my other friends and, you know, just sort of sorting this out. And, you know, I, I know my husband's not going to be jealous, but I also don't want him to feel like he's not enough or like, he, you know, he's, you know, like this is in some way reflecting negatively on him. If there were anything reflecting negatively on him, I wouldn't be doing this. We would be working on us and not me working on something else. Right. That's the way to
1: do this correctly.
0: You would think. There are a lot of people who do it other ways. I know they do. I'm not. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, then a few months ago, we we were sitting in the office and I said, you know, for a little while, I feel like I've been wanting to try dating again. And you were like, yes, I know.
1: I thought we were up here. See, I don't.
0: (laughs) We were downstairs in the office. And I remember because the moment before I said that, I had to set my drink down and I Look to see that I had a coaster there by my computer. I do remember this.
1: I'm sure you do. It's very strange not to remember things, but it's also not too bothersome.
0: When you're all out of fucks to give, I'm sure it is. I still have fucks about my memory and not knowing things. Okay, well. It would bother me. Sort of like you remember how I went into kind of an emotional tailspin the day you pointed out that I was answering you without uh, realizing Mm it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, like, freaked out for a couple hours after that. Like, we're in a fucking amusement park, and I'm, like, having a crisis of identity.
1: <laughs> yes, because I'd ask something, you answer it. Then later you'd say, what are you doing? And I'd say, well, you said this. And you're like, I did. <laughs>
0: And I know that my mouth goes on autopilot when I'm parenting sometimes. And Mm -hmm. we talked about this when we were both parenting toddlers, Mm -hmm. that like the kid says, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, yep, yep, yep. And eventually you're like, did you mean to say yes, she could have like ice cream for dinner or something? (laughs) Yes. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And so I didn't realize how pervasive my verbal autopilot had gotten. And I wonder now in hindsight, if that's not another autism thing that I got so good at pat responses and scripts Mm -hmm. that I started spouting scripts and pat responses without even realizing it. I
1: don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you because you're the one doing it, so. I have
0: not yet resigned myself to not
1: knowing things. It does remind me of when we had toddlers and child number three would be saying, mom, 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 like 20 times before uh-huh. we'd answer. Uh-huh. Or sometimes I'd finally say to you, Jess, you'd say, yes, the child is trying to get your attention.
0: <sighs> oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a thing. Yeah. Damn it. So Yeah. I put my cup down because my hands were shaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I knew it was going to go well, but there's still that element of, you know, what if something backfires? What if I say the wrong thing? What if? But you were just like, yeah, I know. And you're like, all this for that? <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's kind of wild. And so the last time I was actively dating was when you and I got together. Mm -hmm. And before that, it was just the time that apps were becoming a thing. Like there was mostly still online dating was still mostly Mm web-based. And in fact, that's how you and I had first noticed each other Mm -hmm. as humans. Yes. Was on a web-based app. And then the universe decided, now kiss. (laughs) But like, OK Cupid, and, you know, there were a couple others at the time that were like very clearly heteronormative, clearly relationship escalator based. Mm-hmm. You know, you are looking for someone to marry. You are not looking for someone to hook up with. You are not looking for someone as a part time partner or as a comet partner or as a Long distance. No, you are looking for someone to marry. Mm-hmm. If you wanted a long distance relationship, there were sites for that. If you wanted a short term thing or a hookup thing, there were sites specifically devoted to that. Mm-hmm. But like the big sites where you might meet someone who was worthwhile and decide what to do with it later. Go fish. Yeah, those ones. Plenty of fish. Yeah, whatever. Pink Cupid is I think where we saw each other. Might be. There was a... Short-lived, I don't even know if it still exists, uh, attempt at a queer Facebook called gays.com. Don't know. Which is funny because you asked me if that's where you had seen me <laughs> when we got to that dinner the one time. <laughs>
1: it must be exhausting to remember all these things.
0: You know what? It's, it's how my brain works. It's sort of like how, you know, when you're doing your thing... No, I
1: understand. I remember that I used to remember things.
0: Yes, okay. That I
1: know. I, I, I'm aware that I used to.
0: I think it must be exhausting to remember all the sports ball rules. Oh, yeah, that's not, that's not a problem, so... See, that's just... These are the things that fit my brain, and those are the things that fit your brain, and... Right. So, yeah, I've been trying to get onto these apps, and I had avoided the ones that had been stupidly heteronormative or amata normative before you know the ones that were really really hardcore geared toward the cishet relationship escalator mm-hmm. and I wasn't really finding much worthwhile, and I hate to say it that way, but like, there we live in a small town. Yes, and so to find someone worthwhile, as our our lawyer friend has been saying, you know, he's I was just thinking of him. <laughs> yes. as you're saying
1: that, I'm like, yeah, the poor guy. He's you
0: know try. He's got some really high standards, and he deserves to have them. Yes. but he's not going to find that in our tiny little town. It
1: is very unlikely. Okay, fair. He might be better off buying a lottery ticket.
0: But it's, I'm kind of having the same problem where, you know, I have a a specific set of expectations of who I'm willing to devote time and energy to. And, you know, I I don't want to date conservatives. I don't want to date tankies. You know, I want this section of leftists. (laughs) (laughs) I want people who are community minded and not interested in, you know, just doing for themselves. I'm interested in, you know, gender is not really a consideration, except I don't really like privileged people. I I want to date a section of people who has experienced lack of privilege. So cis men are generally out. Yeah, I, I imagine so. And finding that around here, you know, is just not happening. So eventually I was talking about this on a couple of the groups I'm in, and one of the groups said, well, you know, other people talk about these specific things that you're talking about on OkCupid. And I'm like, wait, have they gotten better? Mm-hmm. And so now I've just started making accounts on the bigger apps. Mm-hmm. But it's still weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't done this in almost a decade. What am I doing? Help! Help! Yeah, I can't help with that. I
1: don't know nothing.
0: No, you can't. <laughs> that's okay. You do help though because I talk to you. Yes, you do talk. And to you're me. encouraging and understanding and you let me vent to you and you help me sort through things when I talk to you. And I try. Oftentimes it's, you know, it's it's the rubber duck method and that's fine. <laughs>
1: rubber duck method
0: when you explain a problem to a rubber duck and the act of letting you hear yourself it explain it out loud helps you solve the problem even though the rubber duck doesn't offer any feedback besides oh, being yeah. a, something like to talk when to. i
1: talk to bob the dog
0: yes
1: mm-hmm. but usually i'm not looking for solving a problem no usually i'm looking for
0: some empathy and bob has a lot of it he does yeah and you have a lot of empathy. And so when I'm just talking through a problem and, you know, you may not have solutions, but you have a listening ear and a, an empathy and a encouragement that helps me figure things out anyway. That's good. I like it. I'm glad. I'm so glad I have a you. Well, thanks. I'm glad I have a you as well. I would suck at finding a girlfriend if I didn't have a husband. <laughs> <laughs> so... What do you think about any of this? Do you have any more input? I've done a lot of talking.
1: I figured you'd do a lot of talking. This episode, yeah. Yeah. I think I would be more bothered if you were seeking cishet men because of the privilege problem. Like, it's just a weird situation, and that would be not the person I would expect you to be. So that would seem wrong, and then I would be bothered. Yes. I expect you to find a queer person of some sort because... yes. That's what you're desiring. It is. More queer in your life. You're I'm right. only a straight queer guy, so you're limited there. I
0: yeah. Aww. You're limited. Meanwhile, I always tell my ace friend, who I have had a crush on for years, that you know, every time they come up with some big gothic house, they're always showing me these like castles that have gone up for sale because their estates have gone under or something. Rom- romantic, or- huh? Yeah, she's a romantic, but she's uh, also very, very dummy. And she knows that I have a crush on her intermittently and does not reciprocate and is completely not bothered.
1: Well, that's good because it could be bothersome if somebody has a crush on you and you're not down for that.
0: Yeah, she always sends me these links to like giant manor houses or mansions or castles in the Americas Mm -hmm. that are up for sale and... I say, that would be perfect for my polycule. And she's like, or me and my six million cats. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I'm like...
1: There you go. You
0: know, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Because I do. I just want more queers. Yes, you do. Mostly to sleep with, but also to have fun and good times in relationship with. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's going to be a lot of work. It'll be interesting if it gets anywhere. It will be and that was the other thing that we talked about when when I brought this up to you was Mm -hmm. that there's a high probability that I will enjoy swiping meeting people but nothing will really take off because again in our at least not until not while we're living here. Mm -hmm. Once our kids are out of high school and we get to move somewhere, I might be able to find somebody more, but we'll see. Right. So is there anything else or anything gendery about any of that? Well,
1: I think there probably is in the sense that I think without my transition, I might not be able to adjust to your getting up, whoever. Right. You know, because I think I feel more confident in myself because I can be myself. Right. I think that If I wasn't the man I am, then I would feel less confident about what you wanted to do.
0: That's interesting because the last time I was actively dating a variety of people, Mm -hmm. it was really affirming to me to know that, you know, people didn't feel tied down to me because of a relationship. They didn't feel like they were stuck with me because of the relationship escalator or whatever. And they had the option to go see other people and get whatever they wanted from whoever they wanted. And they still wanted to be with me. Mm-hmm. And that was like really affirming to me. Mm-hmm. But I can see how, you know, our culture has taught us not to do that. <laughs> not to do what? To find it affirming when your partner dates other people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our culture
1: is not good at promoting our our self-affirmation.
0: In so, so many
1: ways. Yeah. So.
0: Well, is there anything else? Probably. Is that it for now?
1: That's Yeah, that's it.
0: If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening.
1: Testing. Is that what we're doing? Testing. Testing. Okay. Although my shirt does say it's not a drill.
0: It only says a drill. only the drill. It's oh <laughs> you
1: don't even know what shirt you're wearing. No.
0: You could have looked down and checked
1: the words. Well, I could just look at the picture, but my neck doesn't want to go that far right now.
0: Stupid broken vertebrae. <laughs> it's old. It's fused. It's not broken, but... Correct. It's no longer broken, because it fused. Yes. Stupid broken neck and the way it healed. Yeah, well... Well, I'm glad it healed. yes. It'd be bad to have my neck flapping around like that. (laughs) It would be bad for a broken neck to have had more impactful consequences like it often does. Right. So. (sighs) Gosh. I almost had a can of Coke this afternoon. One of the itty-bitty mini cans in in the garage. Right. But
1: I didn't. I understand. Sometimes I feel that way.
0: Like you almost had a can of Coke, but then didn't? Yes. And sometimes I did.
1: They're tiny and it's only every once in a while. Right. I think, oh, that would be very helpful right now. Right. That sugar and that caffeine.
0: Yes. Yep. And I've been sitting on my ass way too much. My red circle is only like two thirds full. I have to go and spend some time on the elliptical after this. Okay. Blah. Mostly because if I don't, my hips will hate me and my brain will hate me. Isn't that nice to make parts of yourself hate you? I try to avoid it. Right. They tend to do it anyway. <clears throat> I have to put in more effort to avoid it.
1: Yes, I understand that.
0: I'm sorry, you also understand that. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Sure. Oh, hold on. The noise machine is still on up in the hallway. Okay. I'm going to hate editing that. Hate what? The sound of my water in the editing. Oh, It's not a fun sound. Uh, uh, uh. Why? I don't like the sound of flowing water, gurgling water, splashing water. Oh. One of the NPR podcasts recently had a soundscape on it with a river, and I was like... Fast forward? Yes. Uh Click the plus 30 seconds button. Is it done yet? Plus 30 seconds. Is it done yet? No, it was really freaking long. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Some people like it. Some people do like it, and Mm -hmm. everyone should get to like what they like, and other people should be able to avoid them liking what they like. Yes. So are we ready for realsies? I don't know. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is... That was weird. It felt weird in your head. Sounded it did not weird. sound weird to me. It okay. only sounded weird to you. I'm All sorry. All right, then leave it. Okay, we'll start again anyway. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this
1: is... Transfantastic. Trans-fantastic a podcast about gender. <laughs>
0: uh, I get... It went into a... <clears throat> Yeah.
1: It just disappeared. A podcast?
0: I blame sepsis. Mm-hmm. Um, for my forgetting. For all your forgetting. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, at least there's a scapegoat.
0: Well, the other option would be aging. and Sounds mean. It does. Yeah. So I blame sepsis. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have to be mean. Okay. At least out loud, I blame sepsis. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for laughing. <laughs> I love you so much. <sighs> love you too, dear. So- I'll have to figure out which bits of that to leave in and cut because that was really the long way around. Yeah, I'm confused, but that's okay. <laughs> if you want me to help you be unconfused, I can try and explain it again.
1: No. Okay. No, I don't want that. <laughs> we can't do that, man. I know you're old, but it's really bothering you. Um.
0: The lowest circle of hell must be filled with dog noises. Yes, <laughs> Probably.
1: ha, 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 ha!